0: Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay. Or just go to their website, theticketking.com. Again, that's theticketking.com.
1: And now, for fans of the 13-time NFL champion Green Bay Packers. This is Cheesehead
0: TV Live. Cheetahs don't stretch and neither do we.
1: I think you're an idiot. And I mean that with the most respect possible
0: that I can give to an idiot. The Packers Hall of Fame quarterback Jay Jacob, Jay Coves.
1: It's not as fun to say as equanimous. That is a perfect
0: can... example of a wrong opinion. Right. Ring the bell. Welcome back, Packers fans. A little bit of short notice today. But it is another edition of Cheesehead TV Live. It's the I Hope We're Not That Soft edition of Cheesehead TV Live. I am Jason Perrone of Cheesehead TV, along with me as always, Jeremy Vanderlinden. How are you, sir? I'm great, man. It's good. So here we are in the living room, and my wonderful son is running around here with a Cubs jersey on. For those of you Brewers fans at home right now... I just felt like I had to come clean and let you know that he was absolutely running around berserk on Sunday night after the Grand Slam walk off. So go ahead and at me on Twitter and and spread the hate as much as you want. But speak of that, before yeah.
1: we go too far, we we never we've never told people our Twitter handles. So in case anybody wants oh. to talk to yeah, us, uh, you can find me at at Jeremy RVDL and uh, Mister Perone
0: at Jason Perone. Really simple at J A S O N P E R O N E. So. I don't spell on air. Oh, that's uh, just right.
1: In c- even my own name. Got it. Just in case, it's a good, a good rule.
0: Got it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you from the former radio intern here, who's got all of the great insights and who always sets up all of our equipment correctly so I don't break anything, which I right am bound to do. So, all right, we're we're doing this a couple days before the Packers host the Steelers for yep. preseason game number two. Preseason game number one is in the rearview mirror, but. We can still talk about some of the stuff, you know, because there's been some stories that have come out from the game, some storylines, some practices have happened since then. It's been the Jake Kumaro love fest, all the usual things you're used to in Packer land right, right now. So uh, where do we, where do we want to kick off here? Do we want to kind of review the the preseason game that was, so Aaron Rodgers didn't start. Right. We knew he wouldn't play.
1: Didn't play. Didn't right. play at all. We
0: knew he wouldn't play. Word is in the way that the practice is going this week so far, it sounds like he's going to get in there and play a couple series. Are you okay with that?
1: Yeah, I'm fine with it. it. It's... Okay, so before we jump into that, let's talk about that game because so Aaron Rodgers didn't play, but there were three other quarterbacks that did, and I think they were the highlight of the night. They were the most fun part of the night. Uh, Brett Hundley came came out and he's chucking it deep in a way that he did not do last year. Now he did throw to the sideline a lot last year to Devonte Adams, so that long pass is similar in, in some ways to last year, but it was very he's going deep, man, it, and he looked accurate and he looked confident. Now it's one preseason game. And we've seen him look good before, so we shouldn't get too overly excited about Brett Hundley. But I, I think he's, as far as games go, he's off to a good start. That's that's the kind of thing that he needed to do to make me comfortable with him being around for another year.
0: Would you think he will?
1: Do I think he will? Yeah. If he if he continues to perform like that, then how do you like Kaiser was good. Kaiser was good, and incur- it's encouraging to see Kaiser play the way that he did. But he was not as good as Brett Hundley was.
0: At one point, I saw Kaiser like leave his feet to make a long throw. Was that the throw to Kumaro that got complete? I think. I mean, like, he he made the completion, right. but he had to leave his feet. I'm like, this is very Jordan esque, right? You know, but because the
1: kid's got a cannon, he can do that physically. Like he's able. Now it's not always going to be the most accurate, so I don't recommend it. And that's why McCarthy talked about their fundamental the fundamentals of he, he and uh, Tim Boyle being off they 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 just did a couple things that uh McCarthy wasn't so I wouldn't say he wasn't happy with cuz I think overall they were happy with the performance um so Kaiser has a good game Boyle has a good game and Boyle I think <laughs> Is the was the funnest thing to watch? Yeah. It's not that does that does not mean I think he was the best thing, the best quarterback to watch. That does not mean that I think he's going to be on the fifty-three. But holy crap, it was like uh, watching a tomahawk missile assault, like. Tim Boyle's on the field, and suddenly they're, dropped. they're nothing is, is shorter than 40 yards.
0: Okay, but here's the thing. Okay, this happens every preseason, though. You're, you're, you're getting lulled into that whole, like, second half preseason game against the threes and fours, garbage balls, you know, arena football type of deal. Now, Boyle looks like a quarterback. I really think he is on the practice squad this year, and I think Brett Hundley's on his way out because you don't give up Demarius Randle, who is not the best corner on earth, but he was still your most productive cornerback last year for Deshaun Kaiser to send Kaiser packing.
1: No Kaiser, Kaiser sticking around. Boyle is going to be the guy, the guy that the fans fall in love with again and feel like they can't cut him. They can't cut him because they're going to end up losing out on on this guy. But I, I think there's still a chance Tim Boyle. I mean, he had one good preseason game and it was against like third string guys. I'd like to see him go up against some of the stiffer competition in preseason but um, you know we might not get to see that so great okay let's say they cut Tim Boyle and he goes to somebody else's roster and they lose out on him are we really gonna be no is anybody really gonna be upset I mean everybody has has an issue with Taysom Hill and and it really bothered them when they cut Joe Callahan the first time
0: Joe Callahan is is bagging groceries I mean this happens every year we get enamored. we fall in love we we want this you know, it's a great story to to happen, to, to come to fruition. I think Jay Kumaro to a much lesser extent, because he's got a chance to make this roster. I mean, I, right. I, I'll say it, you know, finally out there and, and for the public to hear. Like, he's got a chance to make this roster, but I still think he's facing an uphill battle to do so. I think but, so, too. But these guys, they get cut. We freak out. Oh, they're going to get picked up, and they don't. You know, we're we like them because we see so much of them. We want more of them because we hear about them all the time. But there's... 31 other teams that have guys just like this float around and and they they don't all get picked up. So I just, you know, temper the expectations is what I say when you're you're talking about the young guys. But getting back to the quarterbacks, I did like more of what I saw from Hundley. He had that really nice throw where he was rolling left and he kind of put it in the Gruden's turkey hole to to EQ St. Brown, which was a nice throw. To your point, he did make some plays that he hasn't made before. So he's making this. Quarterback situation a little bit more difficult on the head coaches, but I always say when you've got this problem, it's a good problem to have. Well, I I think
1: it is a good problem to have. It's frustrating for fans because you're trying to like put the puzzle together as a fan, but you can't because you don't want to cut some of your favorites and you don't want to cut those potential guys. You don't want to cut Kaiser. You don't want to cut Tim Boyle. You don't want to cut Jake Kumarow. You don't want to see those guys go because you think. I, I, everybody wants that Cinderella story to happen. Jake Kumaro is that. Everybody's, like, begging for that to be on the roster. Um, so with the quarterback situation being what it is and Hundley playing the way he, he did in that pass that you're talking about to Equinemia St. Brown, he rolled left, which he did not do last year. He, that wasn't a pass he was making last year. He was throwing it with a lot of confidence. And that pass right there, I think, was more impressive than the, than the long bomb to Devontae Adams. Yeah. Because the confidence that yeah. went into making that pass and threading the needle, uh, the, the, the power behind the ball to make that happen was fantastic. And, and I, was, I was very impressed. Now, I definitely want to see more. I, I'm not ready to say Brett Hundley has fixed his issues as, as a quarterback, and I would trust him to come in if, if Rodgers got hurt. But that was a very satisfying experience to watch him play as well as he did. Now, as far as receivers go, you brought up Jake Kumero. He's not a lock to make the roster. I did hear um Paul Imming was on twelve fifty and he pretty much said he is a lock to make the roster, but I don't see how you can say that.
0: Well, I don't know how you, how you make him a lock when you, you're gonna so that to me says that Trevor Davis is out. Who he's been injured, he hasn't spent oh, he's a lot a, of time I, I
1: already think he's done. Like you he've missed he's missed so much time, he's screwed. There's no way he would have to he would have to completely blow everyone away. Like, there's no way, because they talked about practices being as important or more important than games in the preseason, and they only have, like, three legit preseason practices, training camp practices left. Right. I think he's screwed. He's done.
0: Yeah, he's he's kind of played himself off, and then then we're, we'll get into this discussion a little bit later about the, the whole—because Trevor Davis is one of the guys they were rotating in for kick return, punt return— and then they started talking about some other guys they could put back there. And that got really interesting when Ron Zook took the mic and started talking about some of the other options, which we'll talk about. But just kind of getting into, you know, just going through the list here. We talked about the quarterbacks. Marquez Valdez-Scantling obviously had the best game out of anybody on, the, on a, Packers, uh, in a Packers uniform. He's a rookie receiver. We need the rookies to be good. It was encouraging that he played a good game, regardless of whether it was preseason or not. True or false? <sighs>
1: to be honest. Uh, I'll say true. I I don't know. I just, I missed it because I was looking at it. I was looking at a message from Al. <laughs> I wasn't even listening to you. Yeah. So, uh, is, so true because overl- I don't know what the what heck is you were the saying.
0: What is the overlord saying right now? Is the, he happy? Is he, happy? Uh, he
1: can hear us and that's a positive. Good. So Hi Al. Al. Thank you Al for listening to the show and joining us. That's great. Um, as far as MVS's uh, performance, I, it was impressive but I need to see more because he is a guy that uh, that everybody's talked about his raw talent I'm still nervous he's just going to be Jeff Janis. Like I'm not quite sure that he's going to be anything more than uh, a guy with tons of physical talent that can't do it consistently. So, possible, awesome, good, one game, cool. Let's see some more of that. I think the guy, the guy, that, I, um, the guy that I'm happiest with, honestly, is Equinemius St. Brown just because I think what we saw from him, it will be consistent with, with what we will see from him. And I don't have a question about that. With Valdez Scantling, I have a question as to whether or not he can have that performance again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no,
0: I'm totally with you. I said it on another show that I did earlier this week. He's got to stack a couple games together to gain that confidence, but you need it because he's got the speed and he's got the size, and you don't want to give that up, and you don't want to see that not come to fruition. Now, the, right. now the one guy that did frustrate me was Jamon Moore. Jamon Moore has the speed and the savvy to get open. Man. He's just got to get out of his own head, and I knew this was going to be an issue with him, and I think we're going to probably have to sit through a season or two with more Of just letting him develop and kind of letting him kind of just get into the pro game and, and and get comfortable with, with his role. Well, Let's talk about
1: these three guys and Jake Kumaro. So at the end of the day, are you cutting any of these three to keep Jake Kumaro on the roster? No, no, I I agree. And here's why Rogers likes Kumaro because he knows that he can play today. But Geronimo Allison is also that guy. And I don't think Geronimo Allison has the ceiling of these other three guys. And so are you going to keep two guys who are just guys that can play right now but don't have the ceiling of these three rookies? I don't see it. I just don't see being beating out all three of these guys to get on the roster because I think Jamon Moore, Jamon Moore I think is going to make the roster. Even if he continues the way that he performed, I think he's going to be on the roster this year. I don't love that. It was very disappointing to see him play the way that he did. And I, I think no one's more disappointed than he is. But I can't justify keeping Jake Kumaro and letting one of these three guys go and then missing out on the the, the ceiling that they have because kumaro does not have the ceiling of any of these three guys.
0: No, and he's also older than all of them, too. So right. he's, he's older than all of them are, and he's... Another thing is, if he has a good season this year, he's on a one-year deal, then what do you do next year? What kind of a contract do you have to sign him to? What kind of money is he going to be looking for? You've got all three of these rookies already signed on cheap deals, and you've got them under lock right. and key for the next four years.
1: I think the most consistent of the three out of the gate is going to be Equinemius. Wow. No, I, I don't think he's going to be. he That doesn't mean he's going to be the best of the three, but the most consistent out of the gate, I think, is going to be him. And I think you, I think we will see uh, Rodgers build a relationship with him as the season goes on valdez scantling had one good game but we need to see him repeat if he can do that every like if he can play that well every time the ball's thrown to him he somehow just sticks to him awesome i don't know that he's going to repeat that
0: well that's that's what this week's game is all about it's going to be kind of seeing what these guys do and how they respond and come out and play you're going to have rogers potentially throwing the ball. The first couple series so if you get a ball thrown your way you darn well better catch that thing I don't care who you are you better mm-hmm. catch that ball otherwise it's going to be a huge problem because right. we've seen Aaron Rodgers get frustrated with these receivers already right uh hence the title of our show I hope we're not that soft Aaron Rodgers calling out his receivers last week because they put a terrible practice together when they were running the scout team he runs the scout team on the cards they didn't do well the effort was bad he called everybody out he was asked about it earlier this week and he basically said, I hope that we're not that soft and we can take some constructive criticism. This is a little bit of a harsher Rogers, but I think he also is, he wants to win.
1: I think he's feeling it, man. Like, I think he's feeling the end coming. He knows he's getting to the, his last chances are coming along here and he doesn't want to mess around anymore. Not, not that he wanted to mess around before, but he's to the point where he wants to vocalize his desire to win, to make sure that everybody's on that same page. I have no problem with, with what he did at all. And I'm actually kind of surprised McCarthy came out and said anything against it. Um, Even though McCarthy said what he said, I think he's still glad that his quarterback would speak up that way.
0: Right? Why wouldn't you be? He's one of the leaders on the team. He's got the most. He's got everybody's ear. He's got everybody's ear in the NFL. He's got everybody's ear in in the world and the team. I mean,
1: did you see what um, Mercedes Lewis and Tim Boyle said about him? They both, in separate. um, in separate interviews said that he's on a different planet. Yeah, Both heard, use the yep. same terminology yep. about how smart and how impressive Aaron Rodgers is. So these young receiver receivers come in and, and they're not practicing as hard as he'd like. And he mentions that in the media, this guy who is so impressive that he's, he's uh, Mercedes Lewis has been in the league for a long time mm-hmm. and he's blown away. Jimmy Graham has talked about it. He's blown away. This guy's blowing away veterans. And you think these rookies aren't going to, aren't going to hear him say that and think I, I, I need to step it up because I don't think they're going to hear it and be like, I'm going to shut down. I'm not very happy with the way he's talking about me. It's Aaron Rodgers.
0: Well, outside of last year, Mercedes Lewis has never been on a winning team. He's never been on a team that had Mm -hmm. a good, a good mindset. They've all been negative and losers. And just the Jaguars were terrible for a long time. So he's excited. What I like is the positive comments that are being made about Jimmy Graham. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers is talking about his intelligence level, how it's kind of on par with Jordy. It's like, kind of need that because Jordy left and that's the one thing we're going to miss the most about Jordy Nelson it's not his physical skills anymore but it was just his know-how and his savvy right he said
1: uh he compared him to Jordy and John Kuhn and the John Kuhn comparison to me was the most impressive part of it mm-hmm. because in the past Rodgers had said that John Kuhn was the guy on the roster that knew the playbook almost as much as he did or or as well as he did that that John Kuhn was the, basically like he was just Full of knowledge with the playbook and, and and how the offense worked right and now you got a guy like Jimmy Graham who's an athletic freak he understands what the heck's going on and he like it's awesome it's awesome to have a guy with that kind of athleticism with the brain that he has we already have one we got Aaron Rodgers he's he's a freak athletically and he's also a freaking genius so you know to ha- to add another guy to the offense that's not a fullback <laughs> I mean that's that's pretty darn cool I I'm not really people are upset about or we're upset, at least, about losing Jordy Nelson, and I'm not so concerned about it because of Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham is the, he's he 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 fixes the loss of of uh, Jordy Nelson in a big way, and I think he improves it. So, I'm excited about these two seeing them hook up. I don't I don't think we're going to see anything that blows us away until until the regular season. No, though.
0: they'll go they'll go very simple. Right. They'll go very simple. But I mean, th- things are trending in the right direction, and th- and the comments that are being made are are headed they're in the right direction they're all the right things They're the things the fans want to hear right so as far as the passing game goes i think i think we'll be okay the one good thing i also saw too it wasn't on a running play but jamal williams getting in on that first touchdown like you know he's going to step in and kind of be the starter you assume right. week one i think he's going to get the nod over time montgomery while I think so. jones is on his two-week suspension but Williams looks like, like he's ready to go. We haven't seen or heard much from the running back. So it was nice to see. Well, this one. is,
1: uh, that's something to take note of. If if you're a fantasy football player who wants a Packer on your team, Jamal Williams rated really high for pass blocking last year. He's having a good camp. I think he's going to be the starter and it's going to be really hard for Aaron Jones to rip that away from him. He's going to see the field a lot because the Packers pass the ball a lot, which means he's going to get opportunities to touch the ball too. Uh, catching the ball out of the backfield, we saw it in the preseason game. He can do that. That For him to get in, into the end zone and make those three guys miss to get into the end zone was very impressive.
0: Yeah, no, he did really good. You know what was funny, though? So I'm already kind of in, like, new rules mode, and I was, I saw him duck his head and kind of dive into You're the like, end oh, zone. No. I'm like, oh, he's going to get flagged for, like, you know, crowning his, or, or, you know, charging with his helmet, which right. is not what we wanted at all, but he didn't. So I'm right. Okay. So,
1: I mean, that, that, I mean, that rule – that rule has me has me a little nervous this year, but I don't think we're gonna. I don't think it's gonna be as bad as everybody feels it's gonna be. the The new rule, I think, we might see it have an impact here and there. I don't think it's gonna like I ruin. It just, felt like it
0: was gonna ruin the league. I hope they're just overcalling it in preseason, like everybody says, and they won't do it. I don't think
1: it's gonna Braves. be so bad in the regular season. Good, I hope.
0: You're gonna impact too many games, and it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna completely change the change the product the complexion of the season. So, right. all right, so. What else on offense before? Do we, do we want to talk about the O line? Because uh, oh, but, well, yeah. the good news is the good news is our tackles are back at practice. I, Brian Bulaga, like I, I, I cannot believe that he's he's practicing and playing. I, mean, I don't know if he wants to try to protect his job or if this is just he's some kind of a freak of nature. And we didn't know about it. I was shocked.
1: He found some new like kind of stem cell research or something ridiculous. I don't know. But he's back. He's going. He's going to be back. It looks like for the regular season, he'll probably be back for week
0: one. Well, and thank God because Jason Spriggs and Byron Bell did not look good at tackle. Byron
1: Bell looks terrible. Byron Bell, Byron Bell looks like a guard. He's he does not he does not belong at tackle. So I don't. I'm not happy with where they're at depth wise on the offensive line. It's awesome to have Bulaga back, and it's really good that Bakhtiari's not terribly hurt. But outside of that, like Kyle Murphy. Hoping that Kyle Murphy's going to be able to play right tackle, I don't, I don't know, man. I just am like, kind, I, I'm kind of, I'm uncomfortable with the situation.
0: I'm uncomfortable. It's the depth. It's the depth. And it, so, if Bulaga and Bakhtiari can both play, and you've got your, you got Lane Taylor, and you got Corey Lindsley at center, and I would say Justin McCray to me right now, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel awful if he started date week one at right guard. The depth makes me feel better. If Spriggs and Kyle Murphy are backups and right. Byron Bell is a backup, that's Thanks. fine. If those guys have to get in and play any meaningful snaps, though, then that's what that's what worries me. Look, I think if Bell's, a,
1: if Bell's a backup at guard, I'm fine. I'm not happy if Spriggs has to come onto the field. Kyle Murphy, I'm not sure. So I'm just – there's a, there's a lot of uncertainty, but I don't think Spriggs is I, – I, I don't think Spriggs is ever going to be as good as we had hoped. I mean – when he was drafted, he was a guy that was touted as being this, like, he was a very athletic tackle that everybody thought he's got the body for a tackle. He's, he's very athletic. He's very gifted that way. He can develop to be a really good tackle. I, I think Spriggs is going to be I, – I think he's going to be gone next year.
0: He, yeah. He, he hasn't shown anything. At this point, we know that he's not going to be very good. I don't The light bulb's not going to go off. So it was a ways – they moved up to get him in the second round. I don't know what they saw in him that that made them think they should do that he put on weight high ceiling well they put on weight so so is there any chance that he's just needs to get used to playing out this new weight well he's he's got to get used
1: to the injury like coming back from the injury mccarthy mentioned this that it's an injury that takes an extra year it's not one that you just bounce back from and you're good to go but it might take another year so maybe we're wrong and Spriggs will be fine starting next year but i i i think right now it's looking like Spriggs is a flop looks like a bad pick right looks like a bad pick
0: right yeah which happens again everybody wants to chastise ted and give him a hard time it happens you're never you're never going to get it perfect it's never going to be right all the time so we you just kind of have to take the good with the bad but the Packers right now are are in very good shape i mean right. i think they're they're the the arrow is pointing up they're doing well so
1: well let's talk about the defense a little bit we went through the offense defensively Um I think, I think there was a lot of positive in the number one thing for me. And I, I'm, I might just be throwing you for a loop here. Cause we didn't talk about going through this, but the defensive line and the depth of the defensive line is, is very exciting. Yeah, Montrevious Adams uh, had, had a really good game and Dean Lowry. I mean, these guys, these are guys who could start on some rosters and they're going to be, they're going to be rotating in for the Packers. It's pretty, I mean, it's, it, it's great to have the, the front end of the defense where it's at right now because I think it's going to be the thing that fixes the back end of the defense.
0: yeah no for sure, and it, it, they're going to get a pass rush it's, it's one line to the next so the offensive line, some concern defensive line, if everybody's healthy, phenomenal. I mean I, I, I think mean, we, the defensive line at, is
1: the star of the defense I think it's the it is the best position. On that defense, it's, it's going to be the, the engine that makes that car go for the, for this season. Is, That's it hyperbole,
0: be the thing. is it hyperbole to say that this D-line could actually be as good as or better than what they have in Los Angeles with Sue and Aaron Donald? I think it, And the rest of their offensive line?
1: I don't think, listen, I think we're going to have to keep that thought a secret. We can't tell anybody until it's out. Ha- I don't know, because I just feel like it sounds like such a reach, but it's also one of those things that I feel like is a possibility that I want to believe in my mind that could happen. It seems like a reach, but I, but I'm choosing, yes, that can happen. It can be just as good as that.
0: Good. I mean, yeah, if they stay healthy and we haven't been able to see them all play together because they're trying to save reps and Mo Wilkerson's back at practice and Mike Daniels is back at practice. And, you know, I don't know how much we'll see of them in this week's game or game three before game four. And we won't see any of the starters. So, I think we might have to wait till the beginning of the season to really see how this whole thing really clicks and goes. But additionally on the defense, let's skip linebacker because we have other storylines to talk about at linebacker. Let's talk about this secondary. Fantastic game. Maybe not stellar, but a very good showing by Josh Jackson. I liked what I saw from him. I thought he made some nice plays. He got flagged. I thought they were ticky tack, but it's the moxie, it's the eye test that I thought he passed for me in that game.
1: Well, the good news about Jackson is he's on the upswing. Just before, uh, just before the game, he started to ha- swing upward in in practice, and then he had the good game, and it's continued since the game. So, Josh Jackson is is point, You know, he's trending upward, and we didn't get to see Jair Alexander play, but it sounds like he's having he's having a really good camp, and veterans are really. They He he acts more like a veteran than a rookie. The guy's very confident. Mike Clements uh, from XM Radio was talking to him about just the way that he carries himself. And he's just a really impressive individual. Like, he's very comfortable with who he is. He's very confident. He's, he's cocky, but not beyond what I think is acceptable. I think he is as cocky. I think he can back it up.
0: Well, maybe he's confident, but not cocky. Or maybe he's a little cocky.
1: Oh no, he's a little cocky. You got to be though. No, oh, he's a little cocky.
0: You got to be to play corner. If he's going to be our number one nickelback uh, right. in, in, out of the gate, then I want a little bit of that swagger on the defense. So, right. So
1: he and Josh Jackson together. I'm, i I'm happy with Jackson's game. I'm so excited to see Jair and the in those two playing together. Uh, I think Jair might be back this week. Yeah. I don't think that's confirmed yet, but I think he, I think no. he might be back this. He'll week. get a
0: chance to play him. They got to get him out there and see what he can do. In fact, I also heard that Zook might want to try him out at. Uh, and punt return punt return yeah yeah I'd like, I'd like
1: to see that too i'd like to see that too i i'm not okay so did we talk about this tremont thing was that before the show or at, or or have we that talked was before about it? the show we okay. haven't gotten
0: to tremont yet we haven't even gotten to tremont yet so if you want to stay on corner one of the discussions i saw today was based on the way the rookies are playing which is a good thing you got lindsey pipkins to throw in the the mix there too right Devon House is probably not going to make this roster, which no. I guess wouldn't be the worst thing on earth because you don't want to have to rely on those guys. You right. really ideally want your young guys to play.
1: It's good news if he doesn't make the roster. And, and right. that's just because it means that the young guys that you brought in, the young guys that you have are developing. It's working. You don't need to have a Devon House. It's good news if he doesn't make the roster. And I love Devon House. I think uh, – it's sad that we've never gotten to see him play to his potential. It feels to me that we never got to see Devon House peak Devon House. Because anytime that he anytime he was ready to roll, he'd get hurt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Even when he was good, he, he came out in twenty eleven. Remember he had like the family night, the big return big pick six and family night back and I when thought, they used to do a scrimmage.
1: I thought Devon House I is gonna too. be he's gonna be a stud this I did year. Too. He's I did gonna too. be a stud. I did too. Uh, and then he wasn't. So unfortunately we we we've never got to see Devon House at his at his peak. And no. I don't think there's – I don't I just don't think there's going to be room on the roster for him because some of these young guys are playing so
0: well. Right, which is a good thing. Again, it's a good thing to see. Uh, to see Alexander in action and see him play is going to be important. And don't, let's not forget some of the young safeties too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Whitehead's going to play because he had the back injury. He's okay. Right. But they may sit him because that's something you don't want to s- screw around with and tweak. But Bryce is out there. I saw him struggling a little bit to make tackles. Like he, Josh actually Jones kind of has re- been struggling
1: in coverage yeah. in camp. Like, yeah. a not outside of Ha Ha Clinton Dix, that safety position is very questionable. So yeah. I'm going to throw this name in there because I think he's more of a safety. Quentin Rollins, what a train wreck! the The, the snaps that he played at corner were so so bad. I hope that it, they play him exclusively at safety in the next preseason game and see what he can do there.
0: He's not a corner, and he can't return punts. So neither just, of those two should right, be an option.
1: That should not – dude, so he play, when he comes out, and he's playing corner, and, and, you know, he gets burned. And then he comes out, and he muffs the punt. And I'm just like, can they just, like – can they cut him now? Because I just don't see him on the roster. How's that
0: guy going to get a spot on the roster? Well, okay, so a muff to me, and I, I, I've mentioned this before, a muff to me is he, he didn't handle the punt. He did catch it and handle it cleanly. But the second he came into contact with the player, he fumbled. Okay. Well, so, fair enough. But, but, I mean, still, when you put the ball on the ground, you put the ball on the ground. It's not positive. When you're Quentin Rollins, you can't afford any of that kind of stuff. It's not, it's not good. It's no, not he good can't thing. afford
1: that kind of stuff. He's got, Quentin Rollins is not going to make this team. I really wanted him to I really wanted him to play safe uh, to to move to safety permanently and that for, for that to be his position and for him to get a fair shot there because the depth isn't great at the safety position right now and and he would have had a fair shot to do it, but they they're still playing him at corner and I just think they I think for him to have a really fair shot to make it, they should have picked one position and focused on that position.
0: At this rate, yeah. I, I don't I don't see how he's gonna get in there. And how he's going to be impactful, unless it's on special teams. They really need another special teams body. But you can mm-hmm. find, you know, you can find a guy that can go out there and play and do what you need to do. I mean, I don't know if if Martini is potentially a guy that takes up Rollins' special team role. Mm-hmm. But you've got to you've got to be able to rely on your younger guys. And if you keep Rollins, you're you're cutting another guy. And I don't want it to be somebody who's young. Right. You I would rather
1: keep seven receivers than have Quentin Rollin on the ros- Rollins right. on the roster, you know, like I, uh, that they're so deep in so many places that a guy like Quentin Rollins just had, it's just not clicking for him. It's not coming together. I don't, I don't see him sticking around.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. No, probably not. Probably not. But I mean, it's, so as far as corner goes, you know, I did, and I did mention with Tremont too, like, you know, he's not what he used to be, mm-hmm. but I do think that he's, uh, Gonna make. He's going to make a play this season that's going to change a game for the Packers for the better. I think he's single-handedly going to help seal a win. So he's
1: still impactful. Yes, he's still going to be impactful.
0: As but let's talk about. Let's
1: talk about. Tremont and special teams because Zook came out. I was going to say as a
0: as a corner, yeah. So Ron Zook comes out today and says, you know, hey, Tramon Williams is going to get some looks at punt returner, or, or he's he's my backup plan because I saw what he could do back in the day and he was pretty effective, folks. That was in two thousand seven, eight, and nine. We're talking about ten, eleven, you know, nine, ten, eleven years ago. This is not, you know, I, I tweeted it out today. Father Time is undefeated. This is a a horrible take.
1: It's stupid. But he he used to be good. I. It's stupid. It's just stupid. Uh, Jerry Kramer used to be a great guard. I don't want to plug him in. I mean, I just don't. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. So I don't think Tremont should return punts. You have too many young guys on the roster that can do it, that did it in college. Uh, Why aren't we seeing Ty Montgomery in any return role? Why? Right. Right. Maybe because they're afraid he's a little too fragile. I I don't think it makes any sense to even try Tremont at punt return.
0: I don't know why I don't know why you wouldn't give Ty Montgomery any kind of an opportunity to put the ball in his hands and get a running start and try to outrun everybody or juke everybody out. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. If you want to get more the ball in his hands more and give him more opportunities, get him out there on special teams, let him return kicks because Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones when Jones comes back are going to have the running right. back position pretty much tied right. down. Right, they don't
1: need Ty there, but Ty Ty can fill that Randall Cobb role that you know that uh uh swiss army knife he can do anything right but you have randall cobb still so you don't need you don't need him to be the key guy there you need to use he's a weapon i think you need to use him where he can be effective it doesn't make any sense to me that he's not getting any any of the kicker punt returns it doesn't make any sense to me we haven't seen it yet he did it in college and he was good at it right he should be doing it now
0: Right. No, I agree.
1: Because Trevor Davis isn't making the roster, mark it down. Trevor Davis will not be a Packer this season. It's right. not going to happen.
0: Right. Right. No. I, and I think I think it's a good thing. Move on. You know, he's kind of a bonehead. He hasn't turned into what he needed to turn into. He's never really never really turned into a receiver, receiving threat. So. Right. Davis has got to go. I mean, the, the good thing is, is that there isn't a ton of drama this year because the roster is well-built I mean, the only the only real issue and the only real problem is <laughs> transition alert is pass rush because right. you don't have nick perry hasn't even suited up yet right clay matthews is another year older
1: mm-hmm.
0: kyler fackrell is still on this team he's
1: still kyler fackrell
0: reggie gilbert is their most effective pass rusher so far and i do like him and i'm excited for him to to get more opportunities and see more of the field vince beagle has looked okay, mm-hmm. but, but he's, I still don't know if we can count on him as a starter. And earlier this week, because the football gods and the football universe loves to screw with Packers fans who are still in Ted Thompson mode, even though we got to get out of it now because Brian Gutekunst is the GM, right. and he actually makes some moves.
1: But wait, Jason, Ted Thompson's still in the room. He could be destroying the roster from within. It's unbelievable. I can't believe they're letting him stick around.
0: He could, sorry. No, you're right. He could absolutely be destroying it. And that could also be the reason why these rumors about a disgruntled linebacker in Oakland who is holding out and not reporting to play for his team this preseason could potentially be traded. And one of the only teams in the league that has the capital to bring him in is the Green Bay Packers. I'm talking about one, Mr. Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack, Khalil yeah. Mack. Yeah. Of the Oakland Raiders. Now, I'll go on record right now and say it's a very exciting conversation. We love to talk about it, and it's fun to dream and daydream. The likelihood that this happens is very, very low. The Raiders, if they allow this to happen, we Packers fans should be laughing and skipping around the block. And and the Raiders are potentially the dumbest team out there. There's no reason why they should let their star player go.
1: I think it could happen because John Gruden is running the show in Oakland. And I think John Gruden is a stubborn guy. And if he feels like he's right, he's not giving in to Khalil Mack. Agreed. And I
0: think that's why this is happening.
1: Right. Uh, I think it could happen. Here's the thing. I hate the whole conversation. I hate it. I hate it. Here's why. I am trying to guard myself from the emotional letdown of not trading for Khalil Mack because it makes so much sense. They have the ammo to get it done, and it makes so imagine Khalil Mack in this defense with the defensive line that we just talked about, it would be ridiculous. It would be awesome. I'm trying so hard not to build myself up emotionally. And the thing that bothers me the most about this, it's been talked about by everyone and odd shark. This odds maker has the Packers above the Raiders for, uh, as far as odds of which team he's going to be on by October. Right. Right. Yep. That's so stupid. That's so stupid. There's no, there's no valid person out there who has said talks have even begun.
0: There can't have talks. It's tampering. No, I'm saying,
1: I'm saying the Packers talking to the Raiders. There's nobody has said that that oh, has happened. right.
0: Having conversations about a trade. Right? Which I don't Chapter know. Chapter
1: hasn't said it. Rappaport hasn't said it. All of this has been media-driven the whole time.
0: Lurker, Lurker says Jeremy needs to embrace the emotions. Which... I
1: can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't embrace the emotions. Listen. I'm a highly emotional guy. And you'll learn that eventually, but I can't embrace the emotions because when the letdown happens and at the end of the year, the defense is the thing that ruins it for the team. And it feels like if they just would have had one more piece, they could have done it. It's going to piss me off so much. I can't do it. I just can't do it. Well, this this is a thing that's not going to happen. No, but
0: that's obviously, okay, here's the deal. It's a, it's a foregone conclusion. And, and don't even argue it with me. If Mac joins his team and he joined this defense, the Packers are the favorite, not only to win the NFC, but to win the whole damn thing this year.
1: I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I, here's the thing, though: we're both Packer fans, right? I'm not going to disagree with you, and I don't but think that's, I, I don't think I don't think I'm being too homerous to say that. Everybody outside of the room, they might feel that, but I really do feel like Khalil he tilts the field
0: for the defense. Vikings fans, they think Anthony Barr and their Stefan Diggs and Adam Th- White Lightning Thielen, Thielen right, is their savior. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna win a bu- right. win of a bunch of games.
1: So I, with Khalil Mack, I I want this so bad. Like I read articles about it and I want it to happen so badly. And that's why I'm annoyed by it because nobody has said anything that matters. Nobody that matters has come out and said that this is a possibility, right? Right. Like Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter, those are the two guys or the local beat writers. If none of them have come out and said, Hey, there are talks happening. Let's not talk about
0: it. So it's much ado about nothing. Right. I wrote about it on cheese. I wrote about it yesterday. Morning on Head TV, and it, mm. and it got a lot of traffic, obviously, because a lot of opinions and a lot of folks out there want to see who they have deemed. And this is a little bit too far, but you know, they're talking about the type of impact that Reggie White had when he came to the Packers in 1993. Nothing is going to equal what Reggie did. Mack in his prime is still not going to be as good as Reggie White was, right? But he's a great player, and he's definitely one of the top probably the top five defensive players in the league. So he's worth the money. The Packers have the money, they have the capital mm-hmm. to do it. The question is. Is that the linchpin?
1: If they have the capital to do it?
0: If they have the is, – is Mac the linchpin? And you can sit here and oh. say, okay, the, the, the outside linebacker position is not strong in Green Bay. Yes, he's a linchpin, of course. The other, ad, the other take on it is, if you've got a chance to go get a player like that, you do it.
1: Let's Okay, let's just look at a couple of scenarios if this were to happen. Let's say that they trade for him and they, they, all they use is the two first-round draft picks or all they use is picks to get him. You're bringing in a guy and you're going to line him up on the opposite side of the field of Clay Matthews with a defensive line that is completely stacked right now. That sounds insane. And then if you want to go into the base defense, you really could put Clay back at inside linebacker and bring in Nick Perry and have Mac and Perry playing against the run on rundowns. That sounds like a very nasty defense. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. I want that. I don't. I I think that that. A, a move for Khalil Mack without getting rid of anybody that's currently on the roster without losing like clay Matthews or Nick Perry in the trade, a move like that, I would say guarantees that this team, this defense will be a top 10 defense because the front end of that defense would be so nasty. It would be ridiculous. It would be ridiculous. The, the options that they would have clay is so good on the inside the, the fact that they could put him on the inside and not worry about, we have to have clay on the outside because he's the depth at inside linebacker or outside linebacker blows. It sucks. You add Khalil Mack to the mix. That's not even a thing we're talking about anymore. Right? So yeah, I want it to happen. Uh, but let's look at it in, uh, another way there. This question was asked, uh, somebody asked Peter Bukowski this on his podcast, which if, if you don't listen to Peter Bukowski's podcast, I recommend that you do. Cause it's very good. Um, Somebody asked, "Would you trade a first, one of the two first-round picks, and Clay Matthews?" Now it wouldn't just be those two things; it would be an additional. There would be probably another pick involved. I can't. I can't but not the bulk laugh at of the idea. trade, the bulk of the trade is Clay in a first. Would yes. you do it?
0: Are you kidding? Yes. Would I do that? Yes.
1: I, I, would, okay, let's add this caveat. Would you do that if Khalil Mack isn't going to sign a new deal? You would be renting no, him for a first-round pick.
0: No. Not for that. Nope. You got to sign him to an extension. But you,
1: but but you have the you have the ability to tag him the next year. Now
0: he's your guy. You can tag him. You can tag him, but he's gonna he's gonna cost a lot. And you got you've got to you got to see what this extension for Rodgers is gonna look like. Which again, I know they'll manage the cap well, and I know that the extension for Rodgers will actually free up some money, and it will actually help the Packers in a way. Although they're gonna have to pay some money for him. I mean, it's not like it's they're not gonna get hit in the cap. They're definitely gonna get hit in the cap for him. I just. The one of the comments was they've got so many guys that need to get new contracts next year, and I'm kind of sitting here, you know, putting a post together. I mean, Clay's gone. I mean right. this, is, this is Clay Matthews' last year in a Packers uniform. Savor him and soak up as much as you can about uh, with Clay. He's not coming back, right? Because he'll get a, a bigger deal. His his namesake and his hair alone will get somebody's going to pay more money, and he's gone. Right? Randall Cobb is either gone or he's cheap. If he comes back cheap, then Cobb stays in Green Bay. Depends on what he wants to do at the end of his career. Does he want to get paid one last time? Because he got. He was young when he came into the league. He signed his his second contract, and he took a little bit less money than the Raiders were going to pay him because the Packers basically said, "Listen, you're going to get another shot at the, at the pie here before you're 30 and when you're still viable, he might get a chance to go somewhere else." And then you got Ty Montgomery. I think his deal's coming up, but he doesn't really have a ton of leverage, right? Because you've got Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones right now. That assuming right. assuming they're healthy, the is, leverage
1: and, he has is that he's the next he he's the next Randall Cobb, right? That's it. But but. But that thats not like a need. That's right. not like thing like, oh God, we're losing Randall Cobb. What are we gonna do? Oh, we have to pay Ty Montgomery whatever he wants. That's not—he doesn't have any leverage. I
0: think Bulaga—is this Bulaga's last year?
1: I of his do, current deal. I'm—I'm I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up. Uh, so Michael says uh, there's so many guys who need who need new contracts next year. Pete Doherty illustrates that in his article that he posted a couple of hours ago. Now, actually, if you read that article, what Pete Dougherty was trying to say about those contracts is that. There's nobody really coming up for a contract who's going to who's going to get paid so much that they can't pay Mac and Rogers.
0: Right. That's the point of that. Article. No scary. That whole, we're not in a scary situation.
1: Right. That whole article is to say, hey, not only do they have the capital and the money to make this happen this year, the next three years, they are set up for this to be an OK situation. So it makes sense for the trade to happen because of that.
0: So Oakland, okay, here's the deal. Oakland's either not taking phone calls, it was BS that it came out that they were going to potentially shop Mac, or they're asking too much.
1: Because it'd be done? Because like if I, if the Packers have, if I have first two first-round draft picks, I'm giving them up for Mac, but because draft picks are, are, it's like playing the lottery. And Mac's a guarantee. You know what he is, right? I'm giving up too late, because they're going to be late picks, I'm giving up two late draft picks for Mac. No question. No two late first round picks for Mac. No question. Because you know what he is. He's 27. If he was a little younger, that would be awesome. He's 27 years old. He's going to come in here and and he's basically like you swap out clay, who's been great for the Packers for years. And now you have Mac. Who's going to step into that role for more years. The, the move makes too much sense not to happen, which is, I think is the thing that frustrates me the most.
0: Well, but then, yeah, but here's the thing though. And Andrew Brandt says it all the time. There have to be two interested parties in order to do a deal. So that means one party is not interested. Here's the other thing. Okay. This is, this is my far fetched way too far in the future thinking the Packers have two first round draft picks. Mm -hmm. And my thought was, as soon as they got that pick from new Orleans, this past draft that they need to parlay and parlay and parlay that all the way until it is time to draft a quarterback. You're going to need So you basically want
1: them to bounce back and back and back. You want them to trade those picks, basically trade back this year, try to have it so you have two first-round picks next year, and try to have that ammo for when it's time to jump up and get a quarterback. Because the team with Aaron Rodgers on it is going to compete and always be a late pick in the first round. So you're saying... You want them to have the ammo to jump up in the first round to get a guy in the top five.
0: And But here's, you know, and I understand. I understand we could literally be talking about five or six years from now before that happens. Right. I get it. I know that we're not talking about right around the corner, but I, they have it. They have well, the capital. You know cap- they're thinking about it. They have the capital now, and it's like, you know, and so basically the way it's been laid out, we've heard ad nauseum all the different talks about Rogers' contract and the extension. So if they add two more years of a contract, right, or is it two or three that they're talking about, That takes us until he's because he's going to be thirty five this season, Mm. right? So that takes us until he's thirty eight, I think. And then you've got a year or two of franchise tag, and then he's almost forty, right? Right. Uh, So we could potentially be looking at another five years before they they want to bring somebody in. Now, here's the thing too: you don't draft the guy the year you want him to start. Ideally, you know, I mean, no one's going to sit for three years behind Favre like Rodgers did anymore. But you want to get the guy in and maybe sit him for at least a year. I saw reports that the Browns are actually going to be smart and possibly redshirt Baker Mayfield this year, which is probably wise even if they don't do great. Don't throw the kid out there and kill his entire confidence and have right. the media beat the hell out of him. Right. So, you know, we we could only be 3 or 4 years away from having a draft Rodgers replacement. Now we go out and get a, a guy like Mac, that's great. And the defense is really good, but you've got some defenses that are really really good and then the quarterbacks are mediocre. It's the quarterback still runs the entire show you still gotta have the best player on the field be your top guy. And I there's your no guarantee that they're gonna hit and make make you know right. get the right guy or draft the right quarterback. But you want to at least be in position to do that. So my so long, long, long setup for me.
1: The door just opened? I think a ghost literally just
0: came into your house. The wind. The wind is picking up. The wind is picking up. So the 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 thing is is that if you've got the second pick now, are you willing to risk that you bring Mac in and you could potentially be, and I know it's way down the road, you could potentially be thwarting this franchise's long-term success because they miss on a quarterback. No, but I don't think it's so. It's very what if.
1: No, I don't think so. I don't think so because I don't think they're thinking, okay, we have these two first round draft picks. This is our hope to, to replace Aaron Rodgers when he retires. Rodgers is talking about playing till he's 40 there, there's plenty of time left to get that figured out. And I think they're, they, they should be thinking about looking for that replacement by the time. He's what, 37?
0: Yeah. Going on 38? So He'll
1: be 35 this year. In December, he turns 35. He's not 35 yet. Right. So 30, the year that we go in and he's 37 and he'll be 38 in December is the year where they need to be thinking about how do we replace Aaron Rodgers? I think that's that's what you need to be looking at. It's not now and I don't think they need to worry about those two first round draft picks for
0: Okay, so right now you're basically like listen, you got to if if the Raiders call and that's all they ask for and they want the two first, you you run to the fax machine, which I'm sure they probably still use in Green Bay because it's Green <laughs> right. Bay, Wisconsin. You send the <laughs> you send the fax over and the deal is done and mm-hmm. all of Green Bay and all of Packers Twitter jumps for joy. Right? Yep.
1: I I think if if Khalil's actually available there's, it's a no-brainer.
0: Mean, He's not. I don't think he actually is. either. Nothing, your point. Your point pretty much killed this whole conversation, but we're having it because it's fun to listen to, and fans are soaking it up right now, aren't you all out there? Yes. Somebody comment and say yes. Well, don't, dude. Uh, don't get me I,
1: wrong. I'm soaking. I'm sitting here and I'm soaking so it up. It it's up. a fun conversation. No, me too.
0: No, me too. I definitely am. But, but it's. But to your point earlier, none of the legitimate sources have said a word right. about it, and we would have heard at least a peep, right? If there was really anything to be had here. Right now, was, the only
1: thing that we know is that he's not in camp and he's not happy and he wants a new deal. That's it. That's it. And the Packers have all these draft picks. There's no connect. There's no link. No link has happened. So I think the next thing you need to look for if this is going to happen is a report that says Khalil Mack is done with the Raiders. They will not come to terms on a deal. Yeah. It's not going to be the Packers are talking to the Raiders. It's going to be... This is not happening. That's going to be the next piece of news that you hear. So look for that. Right. That's,
0: that's it. Yeah, probably. That's probably what we're up against. To be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised. So you got anything else? You got anything else you need to talk about? No, I think that's it. I think we covered most of the, the big stuff. I mean, what are you looking for? Okay. Pittsburgh. Week okay. Two. Great. What, are, what are you, what are you looking for? Who are you looking at? Who do you want to see?
1: I want to see again. I want to see Equinemia St. Brown still. I think. I think that Equinemius played consistently well, and he needs to continue that. I think he will be the most consistent of the three this year. Uh, Velda Scantling has the highest ceiling. I want to see if he can can add to the performance that he had. And obviously, Jamon Moore, we want to see more out of him. Because we saw him trying to high point balls. Like, you saw the athleticism. It's there. However, you need to finish plays for it to matter. It doesn't matter how athletic you are. You need to finish the play. So I want to see Jamal Moore finish some plays. I do want to see Rodgers play. I would like to see a little bit of Jimmy Graham. But if Bakhtiari isn't playing, I don't know that do I... Do you
0: really think Pittsburgh's coming after Aaron Rodgers? It doesn't like
1: matter. It. It's not even that. It's just that, like, I'm not putting Rodgers out there when when Spriggs is his, is his left tackle. Like, that's just no. not... You know what I'm saying? Roll right. It's not hap like Rogers, we're gonna we're we're gonna snap the ball and you're literally rolling right Play after play. <laughs> it's your only hope. Stay alive. Obi-Wan, That's, you're my only hope. Right. Uh, unless is playing, I don't really I don't really want him to play. Lurker says that Valdez-Scantling is better than Equinemius. We know Saint that. Rauch. He
0: looked better in, in the first week. He and is so the I, most physically
1: talented of the three, but he's also the most raw of the three. And right. So what I'm saying is that Equinemius this year will be the most consistent the player could be of a the player. three.
0: I like, at the end of the game, he started mm-hmm. coming on. You, he's the type of kid who he gets some confidence in him. He will catch everything you throw at him. Yeah, I agree. He will shock the heck I out think of he's him. going he's could g- end up being one of the best values of this draft. He could.
1: Value. Not not necessarily no. that he's the best, like most talented of the three, but the value, value. for what you get there. Because he was, what, right. sixth? Sixth round? Sixth pick. Sixth round pick. Sixth yep. round. Yep, yep,
0: yep. So – I, I think, would just like to see Jamon Moore catch a ball, period. Like, I just want to see him catch one ball so right. he knows that he can do it and then go from there. And that now now I want you to catch a ball and, like, do something with it and break away and so we and I So I know we're football. supposed to
1: talk about, like, what we're looking forward to in the next game. But I did hear this this week, and I want to bring it up. Um, he apparently did not want to talk to the media and was rejecting media as they would come up and ask, uh, ask to speak to him. He would say no until a Packers PR person said, hey – whether you have a big game or a bad game, it's probably a good idea to address the media. And then finally he did. So the thing that bothers me about that is he has not handled his poor performance. Well, it's really, he seems shaken up about it. So I, I want to see Jamon come out and, 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 Show us that he's not what we saw, but I'm not real confident in that kid's confidence. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm not real. So I'm not real sure what he's going to do this week, but that's one of the, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to most. And Jair Alexander, I want to see Jair this week. That's, that's one of the things that we've only read about him and how well he's doing in camp. I want to see him on the field this week.
0: Yeah, we will If he's healthy. I think he'll get out there and he'll play. So I want to see the rookies. I want to see the defense, get a turnover. They're they're not going to run a lot about a lot of scheme. Right. So I don't think you're going to see any kind of, like, sacks or big plays like that. But maybe some more of Oren Burks. We didn't talk about Burks at all. That guy, what a great side-to-side speed this guy is. For once, we can actually chase down a play. And, you know, that stupid swing pass out in the flat maybe is is not going to work this year against the Packers for the first time in ever.
1: Uh, Lurker says that uh, it, it'll be Murphy at left tackle, not Spriggs. And, and you're right. But I'm still not confident. It... And let Bulaga's not going to play, so then who's going to be at right tackle if Rodgers is playing? I
0: want I want Rodgers to get on the field. Spriggs, right? Because we know that Bell can't play. There's no reason right. to put Bell back out there again. You I, already know what he is. He's he's a veteran player. Get Spriggs mm-hmm. out there and just give this kid as many looks as you can in the preseason. Because I can't put him out there in the regular season. Okay, so
1: Rodgers can play if this happens. Hi. Wherever Sprig goes, wherever Spriggs goes, Mercedes Lewis needs to be there too. Right next to him. That's it. That's the only, the only answer is Mercedes Lewis is helping block right next to Spriggs. I think, I I think that Spriggs can't be trusted. I just think he can't be trusted with Rogers on the field. I just don't want it.
0: I don't think he can be trusted at all. And that's the other thing too, is he's got the, he's got this new frame and this new, you know, body makeup or whatever. And he's got to learn how to play with it. And, it just doesn't, uh, it, it, it doesn't give me any confidence, you know? And, and then Kyle Murphy, if Kyle Murphy is at left tackle instead of David Bakhtiari, I still don't want Aaron Rodgers out there. Murphy, Murphy at right tackle is one thing. Anybody besides Bakhtiari at left tackle, if you have two left tackles on a team, you're, you're very fortunate. You're very lucky if you, if you have that, right. that luxury. No team does. So the bottom line is 69 doesn't play, 12 doesn't play.
1: I don't want that. Yes, exactly. I, that's how I feel.
0: Did I just hear a bass drop?
1: Uh, that was um, I don't know if that played into the show. I don't think so. It was a
0: reminder on my It's like an electronic fart. My oh. wife was
1: trying to glue <laughs> some chairs, apparently, because there's a reminder that just popped up. Got it. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, all right. What else, What are you looking forward to in the game? Because I I said some of mine. What What are you looking forward to?
0: Uh, Roger staying healthy, no injuries. I want to see the back end of the cornerback group. Dimitri Goodson. I, why, why Why is he still why around? Why? Lindsey Pipkins, I want to see the young defensive backs, obviously Alexander, Josh Jackson, but we know they're going to make the roster. I want to know who the bottom of the roster is going to be because these guys are going to have to play at some point. There's going to be an injury, and I want – the depth has been the problem. That's why we got run out of Atlanta two years ago. The depth has been the problem. I want to see what the bottom of this roster looks like. We didn't talk about linebacker. I love Greer Martini. This kid, he's fiery. Like him, he's huh? fiery. He's feisty. I well, like him.
1: We, we can, we'll talk about that for a second, because we are going to wrap up the show here. Right. Uh, but uh, Oren Burks played really well, and I'm really happy with him. I think his biggest concern is his size and not getting off blocks well. So that's something I want to see defensively this week, is him working through blocks a little better. But the kid really seems to know what the heck is going on. He's, he's got his head in the game. He knows what's happening. Now, they're playing a very vanilla defense. So we'll see how that carries over into the regular season when they actually play their scheme. Right now they're just playing—they're—they're they're playing basic defense. It's very simple. Uh, but Oren Burks looks good. Looks mentally good. I—I'm—I am pretty happy with the inside linebacker position right now.
0: Well, his Baylor coach talked about how smart he was and what a a great football mind he is, and you can just tell. I said on one of my other shows earlier, it's weird watching number forty-two run around in this bigger body type. Right. Morgan Burnett's old number, you know, and he was always kind of the stalwart on defense and was kind of the the dependable. Veteran. You mean
1: Vanderbilt, by the way,
0: or Vandy? Did that, yeah. I say Baylor? Baylor, yeah, Vandy. Okay, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Uh, so, yeah. but so he's, he's smart.
1: He's he's smart. He he picked up but, the defense, but, but, but he's actually thing. very athletic. Yeah, that's
0: the thing. When you have both, that's the problem. Is the Packers have had a lot of guys that were smart. But they couldn't get there. You got cement in your shoes. You can't get to the sideline. It doesn't do us any good. But Warren Burks doesn't have that problem.
1: Lurker says Spriggs-Lewis tag team. He means uh, Mercedes-Lewis, like I was saying. Ah. That wherever Spriggs goes, if Rogers is on the field, wherever Spriggs goes, wherever Spriggs goes, Lewis goes. But since they're a tag team now, I want them to also come out to the DX theme music. Like, they need to come out like a real wrestling tag team. Oh, yeah, team. yeah.
0: Make the XFL more like the NFL. <laughs> it would help if I knew this <laughs> roster well enough. Sorry, Lurker. I, yeah. I, I, I that. Well, I you like, know, with
1: Mercedes Lewis coming in, it's like last the last three years they've had a different tight end group every year. So
0: at first, I thought he was talking about Lucas Patrick, and I was like, "Whoa, what? What is that, he talking about?" Yeah, yeah.
1: Mercedes Lewis. Mercedes yeah. Lewis just needs to follow Spriggs around wherever he goes. That's where Lewis needs to be. If Rodgers is on the field, Spriggs needs help. Don't let Rodgers die. Number one goal: Don't let Rodgers die.
0: Let's see a touchdown and a Lambo leap, and let's get these let's get these fans excited. This is the last home game until the opener against the Bears, which again. Are we not so fortunate and lucky that God gave us the Bears in week one? I don't remember who it's we It's great. Had. Yeah. It's great. Yeah.
1: All right. I think, I think that's it. I think for now that's it. I mean, there's a game coming up on Thursday. There's, there's going to be plenty more to talk about. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm really happy with where things are at. Yes, yeah. I would love to see a Khalil Mack trade, but with where this team is at right now, I think things are – Things are
0: trending up. All right. So how are we looking for, how are we looking for next week? Are we looking at, at another midweek show so we can kind of promo this thing a little yes, bit sooner we than gonna, two, two we, minutes we, before we kick We off? will
1: be getting on a regular schedule. Uh, okay. As of right now, in the preseason, it's been a little irregular because the teams are a little irregular. I mean, they play on Thursday so, uh, for the second week in a row. So I don't know what... I don't know when they play the following week, but we will have a show next week and uh, we'll, we'll make sure to promo that before it happens. So everybody right. knows what's going Thank on. Thank
0: you for the couple of you that came out and we're on the chat and have been listening. really yep. appreciate it. We really
1: appreciate it. Yep. You can follow me at Jeremy RVDL. You can follow Jason at Jason Perrone on Twitter. You can yell at us and tell us whatever you can uh, send us pictures of Khalil Mack. I, whatever you, whatever you want to do The the world is your oyster
0: or Quentin Rollins or whoever. No, don't do that. Don't send me any pictures of Quentin Rollins. All right, until next week, She's Head TV Live.
1: Thank you for listening to Cheesehead TV
0: Live. Check out cheeseheadtv.com for more great Packers content.